last day of the year. So glad to have you with us. And we're looking forward this morning at just uh, celebrating our salvation in Jesus Christ and looking forward to what he can do with us in the year to come. Maybe you're here with us this morning and you're visiting for the first time or for the first time in a long time. We'd love to have a record of your visit. We're not going to stand you up and make you, you know, say your name in front of the whole church. We just want to give you a visitor packet that says thanks for being here. And then it has a card with some information that you can give us about it. So if you're visiting, raise your hand real high. One of our ushers will bring you a visitor card, visitor packet this morning. All right. Thank you so much. If you're here this morning and you have a prayer, prayer request that you want the church to remember, if you would raise your hand real high, our ushers will bring you a prayer card. We'll make sure that we, uh, we, we won't be here this evening, so we won't read it. Uh, but we will make sure that we add them to the prayer list as well. If you need a prayer card, just keep their hand raised so they can see it. While we're going through that, this morning I want to ask our church to be in prayer for Nadine Stewart. Got a text from Cheryl this morning that they had to take her to the hospital. And she has double pneumonia in both lungs and also tested positive for COVID. So she's very sick and very weak. So please be praying for Nadine Stewart. And I know that uh, Cheryl and the whole Spicer family would just appreciate that prayer uh, and lifting her up. So let's be in prayer for Nadine this morning. Uh, all right. I got a few announcements that we want to remember here. Uh, please remember that there's cards back there. If you didn't get your Christmas cards, please get them. The poinsettias are also in the windows if you got those. Don't forget also there's some poinsettias uh, in some hidden spots. So these up here as well. Uh, I think all the ones off the platform are gone, but on the organ speaker over there, that could be yours. Uh, I think there's some out in the foyer as well. Make sure you pick up those items tonight. No evening service tonight. No youth group or discovery club uh, this Tuesday. Both of those will resume Tuesday, January the 9th, so remember that. Uh, also, the guys that and ladies that have been doing the Cornhole League, they were supposed to do that the 4th, but they are not going to do that. So no Cornhole this week. But Friday night will be Men's Devotion at 6.30 in the Fellowship Hall. And then Saturday night is Young Adults in the Fellowship Hall at 7 o'clock. So don't forget that. And then there'll be a WMU meeting January the 21st at 6 o'clock. So don't forget about that as well. All right, at this time we'll have our ushers come for our Sunday morning tithes and offerings. Yes, we will have Wednesday evening prayer meeting this week. So don't forget that'll be starting. We right back into the normal swing of things. Y'all had a great Christmas vacation, right? But Tuesday, you got to go back to work. Sorry. I gotta, somebody's got to break it to you, right? There we go. But anyway, Jason, would you ask a blessing on you? trees are up. Joy to the world.
Yesterday, uh, well, just leading up to this whole week, um, you know how it is. New Year's comes about. It just seems like a good time to uh, start making some changes and doing some things different. And I just got to thinking about my own life and, uh, and just the, the desire that I have to live in an intentional Christian life, a genuine Christian life, a life that's more committed and and more faithful to God, um, I had the the blessing of going to breakfast yesterday morning with my dad, my brother, and my grandfather. My grandfather is eighty some years old, and um, so so breakfast came, and nobody even said a word, and we just all bowed our heads and Pop started praying. And he didn't pray a prayer like a just a formal prayer or a uh, mundane prayer or just a, a routine prayer. We got dinner, we just got to eat, uh, pray. and A prayer that we was just trying to uh, get through the prayer. Uh, you know how often we do, you know, when we go to God in prayer and it's just that routine, it's just mundane. I mean, he prayed a prayer. <laughs> to be quite honest, it's, the, it's, it's how he prays every time I hear him pray, just of someone speaking to his Savior in reverence to his Savior. And, uh, and you could just feel uh, his love towards his Savior. And, and, and I could just, just sitting there in that little restaurant, I could just feel the power of God on him. And I thought to myself, man, I want to be that close to God. That, when, that I can just pray out in the middle of just a bunch of people and not even care that those people are around. But it's just me speaking to my Savior. And I want to be that close to God. And I want to be able to feel God's presence like that in my life. And I want to be able to have the boldness to share Jesus with others going forward into this year. Man, I just have such a desire just to, just to proclaim Christ and make him known for how good he's been to me in my life. And, and man, I just pray that when people come and talk to me, they can, they can sense that they're talking to someone who knows Jesus. And I hope that that's your prayer today as you go into this new year and, and you make a commitment um, that when you come into this place, you're not just trying to, you know, punch the clock in 
and say you were here, but you're actually being intentional about why we're here to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and the one who gave his life for you. Didn't have to do it, but he did it anyway, that we could have life and life through him. And, and that is my prayer today. And uh, just to be able to worship God and not even to care what you people think, because it's not really about impressing you or, or really about you guys at all, but it's about blessing the Lord and, and, and the one who's given life and, 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 and given me life died so that we could have life. And uh, too often, I just and in my life, maybe you guys are different, I don't know, but it's just easy to go through motions and, and you're really not getting anything done. You're just taking up time and just going through motions. Man, I want to be intentional about my walk with Jesus Christ. I want to be closer to him and him closer to me. And uh, I want to sing this song, Thank You, Jesus, for the blood. Because if it wasn't for the blood, if it wasn't for God sending his son to this earth to die, if it wasn't for him shedding his blood, we'd have no hope. We'd be lost in our sin. And I just want to worship him today and to thank him for what he's done. Hey, let's start. I know this is technically the last. Somebody said, hey, uh, is this Youth Sunday? We talked about this. But somebody said, is this Youth Sunday? We're like, no, this is the first Sunday of the year, but it's the last Sunday of the year. <laughs> well, why don't we just end the year on a bang and start the year on a good note and just worship our Savior? Thank you, Jesus, for the blood. Yeah. Uh -oh. 
There is no better New Year's resolution than to get closer to God, right? Yes. Just to know. All of us need it. It doesn't matter how close you are. Yeah. But at the same time, isn't it wonderful that the God who invites you in makes you that promise? And that if you'll draw
Stand up. Hey, let's sing, uh, let's sing Amazing Grace together as the choir comes down. 161 if you need a book. Here we go. David to start making his way up here. We thank the Lord. He's going to preach for you this. We're glad to have David with us. He's visiting uh, from his work in Montana, and uh, the Lord's been blessing them there. Pray for Crown College and for uh, the church there, Temple Baptist Church. Pastor Sexton passed away uh, a few weeks ago, as many of you know, and uh, just be in much prayer for them uh, and that church as things uh, move forward. Uh, Taylor showed me a picture of Pastor Sexton with grandfather, my grandfather. Uh, I don't know how old the picture was, but we saw it there. And, we're, and then, I don't know, things just happen, don't they? And then we're going through old VHSs. Any of y'all got any old VHSs at your house, right? Got any of them? Some kids don't even know what that is, right? And uh, we found our wedding 
mine and Andrea's wedding. That was like watching it for the first time for me. I like didn't remember any of that stuff. I take that back, I did remember one thing. My granddad, Talbert Moore, got up and preached to us. We, we recounted that it was a lengthy sermon for a, uh, a wedding, but still he preached. But even before he started preaching, I remembered what he was preaching about. And he preached to us that to whom much is given, much is required. Man. The Lord's given us a lot. It's a good church. You don't see a lot of churches where young people fill the altar. To whom much is given, much is required. Amen. Moreover, it is required of a steward that he be found faithful. We have a work to do. Let's be faithful to it. Thankful for David. He's been faithful. He's worked hard. The Lord's using him. Praying that God will bless him in his life. And what God has for him to do. And that there'll be as much joy in his life as there was in mine following Jesus Christ. It is a good life to live. You pray for him as he comes and opens up the word of God to us this morning. The Lord been good to you? He's been good to me. Let your heart worship him this morning. Today is the Lord's day. Today is his day. Worship him today. Been so good to me. Think about all the Lord has done. Just in this year, think about all he's done in your life. He's nothing but good, isn't he? Turn with me to 1 John. Book of 1 John. I was praying about what to preach. And I'm so thankful for how the Lord works. And he confirmed this message to me several different ways but the Lord led me to study out this passage in 1 John chapter 3 and he confirmed that he wanted me to preach this this morning Brother Barry came up and read out of 1 John and I just I knew the Lord was working and he was speaking Oh, but it's such a such a thing to think about as we come to the end of a, a year about what the Lord has done. Think about how he's worked in your life. Think about all that he's done in my life. I think about how he's given me a family that has chose to serve the Lord. That's something I couldn't choose for myself, but the Lord gave that to me. The Lord gave those things to you and I. And then I think about the Lord Jesus. I think about that I had nothing to do with that. I think about that I was a sinner. I think about that the Lord God of heaven was willing to humble himself and to be made sin for us. He who knew no sin, he was made sin for us. I had nothing to do with that. There's no righteousness of my own that the Lord Jesus came. 
but he did that. And that gift is given to everyone. Think about that. And as I thought about these things and as I'm thinking about that, I'm so thankful for the songs, so thankful for all that the Lord is doing because the Lord has a work in our lives and he desires to do good and only good in our lives. And I want to read these verses. I want to start reading in verse 1 of chapter 3. These verses are so great. Our text will be a little bit farther down in verse number 8, but we'll read up to that point. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure. Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. And ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither known him. Little children, let no man deceive you, he that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth for the, from the beginning. For this purpose, this is what I want to draw our attention to with the Lord's leading and guiding. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. And as we think about that, we think about that during this time, don't we, don't we? Why the Lord Jesus came? Well, the Bible lays it out plain and simple in several different passages. But here is a major reason why the Son of God was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. And just keep that on your mind as we enter into this. Because God has a purpose in this world. He has a plan for you and for me. And he has a purpose that he is working in our lives. But let's pray this morning. Dear Lord, we thank you so much that we can be here in your house, Lord. We thank you so much for who you are, Lord. You are the God of all creation. You are the one that has given us life and breath. And Lord, this day, you desire to meet with us. Thank you, Lord, for what you have done in our lives. As we think about this past year, as we think about all that you've done in our lives, help us to worship you this morning for all that you've done. Lord, we just think about the great gospel that you've given to us, Lord. We think about how we were sinners. We think about how that our sin had to be paid for, and we think about how the Lord Jesus humbled himself and became a man and was willing to die for our sins. Lord, help us to keep that on our minds this morning. Lord, 
We pray this morning, help us all to be filled with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Help us to be used as an instrument of righteousness for you, Lord. And we pray that this day you would help us to better understand your will in our lives and that we would hear from you this morning, Lord. We know that we need to hear your words this morning. We don't need to hear from a person or from anything, but just from you, Lord. And we pray that you would do that. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Pray that we would be able to hear from you this day. In the Lord Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And as I was I was reading a book about Christmas, and it was about these things, and it was speaking about why the Lord Jesus came. And it was speaking about all of that. And then I read a sermon by Charles Spurgeon about this passage right here and about why the Lord Jesus came and what he came to do. And as I was thinking about all of this, the Lord laid this message on my heart. But we see right here the purpose of God's work because there's a fact that it comes down to in every person's life. There's only two things that we can be. We can either be a child of the devil we can either be his, his child, doing his work, doing his will, or we can be the sons of God. There's two things. There's only two positions that we can have concerning this matter in our lives. And the Bible makes it very clear. It says there, little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. And then the next verse, he that committeth sin is of the devil. It lays it out plain and simple, these two areas that we can be in. If we are in Christ, we are a child of God. But if we have not accepted that today, we are very, in this very moment, we are a child of the devil. And that's the only two positions that we can have uh, concerning that. And do you know that there is only one way to be the child of God? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. That's what Jesus said. And this is the way that we come to God. And do you know, I believe that in this verse here, we can see a snapshot of all that Jesus, all God's working, all of his plan from the beginning of creation. We can see all of it here in this verse. And we can see what God's purpose is. Well, let's look at this first point here. And we see the different parts of this verse. In verse number 8, we say, For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. And let's look at that phrase right there, the works of the devil, first. Because Christ was manifested. He was. We know the prophecies have been fulfilled. We have seen that Christ has come to be born on this earth. But why? Why did he come? What was the reason that he came? And I believe that it lays it right out here. Is because of the works of the devil. The works of the devil is that from the very beginning, Satan had a plan to go against God, to go against 
all that was precious to him because in the very beginning at the Garden of Eden, he went and he seduced Eve and he showed her that this way that she would follow would be better. But do you know what his plan was all along? It wasn't about you and me. Satan's plan was not about you and me. It was about his hatred for God. It was about the revenge that he wanted to take on God. Do you know that in his wickedness, he decided to become a rebel against God? He, he wanted, he looked at himself and he said, I want to be higher than the heavens. I want to be higher than God. I want to exalt myself above God. And in that, God casted him out of heaven. God sent him down. And out of revenge and out of all of these things, Satan has plotted to try to get back at God. It's not about you and me. It's about what Satan wants to do against God. And he saw that when God created this earth, he said it was good. And he was looking at the things. He saw that all the beasts of the field, that it was good. And all the fish and the fowl, they were good. But then when he created man, God said, it's very good. He saw how precious we are. You and I, Satan saw how precious we are to God. We are, we are so precious to God that God created us in his image. Think about that. That God created us with this purpose that he wanted to have fellowship with us. Think about that as he walked with Adam in the garden. He wanted to have fellowship with him. He wanted to be able to have this relationship with this creation that he could have this, this communication with and be able to see that we are his children, that he is our God. But do you know what Satan did? He saw how precious that was to God, and he said, I want to take that away from him. I want to steal that away from God. This, this prized jewel of God's creation, I want to take that away from him. This is Satan's work. His work is to steal, kill, and destroy everything that's precious to God. Because he hates God. He has this desire to go against God. Do you know, as he did all of this, he was working through all this, like we said, to destroy and kill everything that was precious to God. And do you know that when he looked at us, when he looked at how precious we are, then he caused us to sin against God, didn't he? He made us to be rebels against our God and our creator. That's what Satan's work is to do. And do you know, as it said there, the work of Satan, that he might destroy the work of Satan? Satan desires to use us as an instrument of unrighteousness against God. Think about that. That when we yield to Satan, when we yield to sin, when we give place to sin in our lives, all we're doing is being used of Satan. We're a tool in his hand to do all of the evil things that he wants to accomplish against God. That's what we are when we allow sin into our lives. We are simply being used of Satan to destroy, to kill, to ruin lives. Think about that. We're a pawn of Satan to do his evil work. That's what Satan's work is. 
And it, it should be a shocking thing for us to think about that in that sin, we're no more than a slave of Satan. We're no more than just a pawn that he's using to, to further his plan of ruin and destruction against God. We should not be, we should be shocked by all that he wants to do through all of this. You know, he wants to just use us as that. We have to consider that when we entertain sin, when we allow sin into our lives, that's what Satan's doing, is he's just using us to further destroy and kill. It's not just a harmless sin that we commit. Every sin that we allow into our lives is a little bit of a plan of Satan just saying, I'm just going to sneak this in there. I'm just going to, it's just a little bit of this. I'm just going to allow that. You, you can allow that into your life for just a little bit. It won't, it's not going to be any harm. Satan works in that way, doesn't he? To sneak in, to show us that his way is going to be best, and all the while, his plan is to destroy, to ruin lives. That's his plan. This is the work of Satan. And then there's a, another part of the passage here we see is the purpose of God. We saw there that the works of the devil were the first thing we saw there. But there's also something else it says here. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. Do we know that God has a purpose in this world? God is a God that is uh, of order, and he's of, he does all things in his perfect way, in his perfect plan, because God sees all, he knows all, and he's able to, to work in all these ways. I think about the Christmas story, and I think about that Caesar Augustus, even though he thought he was the emperor, he was the one that had all control, and he decreed that all the world should be taxed, he didn't know that it was prophesied that Christ would be born there in Bethlehem. And he brought Joseph right to Bethlehem. Caesar Augustus, when he thought he had all this power, God was working in all of this. That's God's purpose. He has a purpose. Even when we think we have control over our own lives, God knows every move we make. He knows every plan that we're going to make. And he's orchestrated it all for his purpose and for his plan. We have to consider that. And he has a purpose in this world. And think about the purpose that it says right here to destroy the works of the devil. And we can be assured that when God has a purpose, it will be accomplished. It will be. There's no doubt of what God does that he, his will will be accomplished. Do you know what he desires for our lives, for you and for me? He desires this for all that are willing to come to him is to have fellowship with him. And he's done this for us by destroying Satan's power over our lives. Satan is still at work in this world. But if we've accepted what the Lord Jesus Christ has done, Satan has no power over us any longer. He's done this for us that we might have fellowship with our creator. All of this he's done for us because he loves us and he wants us to have a, a relationship with him. We read through the book of 1 John in chapter 1. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, 
Jesus Christ. That's what God desires for us, is that those who had rebelled against him, we who had sinned against him, might be brought back to him. Oh, he loves us. We're his prized jewel of his creation. He wants us to be with him. He desires for that in our lives. And he's done all of this. He's done all of this for us, that we might have this relationship with him. Because we know what the Bible says, don't we? That one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess. Those ones that have allowed Satan to rule and reign in their lives and have given that place and have mocked God and have cursed God one day will bow before him and say, you are the God. You are the one who created me. You are the one who sent your Lord Jesus Christ to come and to deliver me, but I rejected you. They will have to say that one day. Satan will have to bow before God and say, you are the one true God. You are the only God. And all of the ones that Satan seduced will have to say that with him. That is what will happen one day because God purposed it and what God purposed will be accomplished and as we come to the last thing here we see we saw that the works of the devil that's why the son of God was manifested because the works of the devil were out to destroy everything that was good and everything that was right that God had done and we saw that God has this purpose that even though Satan had a purpose God had a purpose And we know that we heard it this morning that who can overcome? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He can overcome Satan and his power. But now we look at this last point, that the Son of God was manifested. The Son of God, the one that was almighty, all-powerful, came to this earth. Think of this. God to be made flesh. Think of that. Satan, his plan all along was that when he made us to be a rebel against God, he said, God will have to judge them. He will have to punish them. He will have to cast them into an eternal separation from him because he's holy. He's just. This is who God is. He can't change. And he will have to punish his ones that he loves, those ones that he created. And that was when Satan thought he had God. He thought there's no other way. He has to punish them. They've sinned. They have to have this judgment for their sin. But what never entered into Satan's mind was that God would be willing to be made flesh for us. Satan never considered that, didn't he? He never thought that God, the almighty God that created this whole world, the almighty God that created the universe, that he would be willing to humble himself and be made as a lowly baby, to be made as one that is the least of the people of the earth, born in a cattle stall, born in a, to a poor family, born into all of these things into poverty, going on later to say he has nowhere to lay his head. God did all of this, and Satan never thought that 
God would be willing to humble himself in this way. But that is exactly what God did. And do you know why he did that? Is because you and I, we could not do what he did for us. You and I, we could not pay the price that we had to pay. You and I, we needed someone to pay this price for us. We needed the Lord Jesus to come and to take that sin on himself. The sin that we had was too much for us to bear. The sin that we had built up in our life, it was too great a burden for us to carry and to pay for. Christ came that he might pay for that sin. Christ was willing, the almighty God of all creation was willing to pay for your and my sins, the sins of the whole world. He laid every sin upon him, and he was willing to take all of that. Not only was he willing, but he was able. The Lord Jesus Christ took the sins of everyone who ever existed. On Think about that. The sins of every person that ever existed, he took the wrath of God on himself for every sin that we ever committed. Think about all the wrath of God that was placed on him for us. And that he was willing to die that death for us, that he was willing to rise again for us, for me and for you, when we were not able to do that. God himself was willing to do that for you and for me. He was willing to. He was willing to give up the glories of heaven to come to earth. We just have to consider that, don't we? That God would be willing to do that. And that through that, Satan's plan to ruin and destroy and to, to destroy everything that was good in our lives as well, he was able to be foiled by God's plan. That he wanted to come and to renew us back to God. Think about all of that. He came to destroy the works of the devil. What does that mean for our own lives? What does that mean? We know that we ought to then worship him for what he's done. We ought to say, Lord, look at what you've done while we were sinners. While we had no power in ourselves, look at what you've done to destroy the works of the devil. And we ought to worship him for that. We ought to give him the praise and the glory for that. And for those who may not be saved, this message is for you. Jesus Christ was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. This is for you. This is for all of us. This is for every single person that puts their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because for you, he came to destroy the works of the devil. For me, he came to destroy the works of the devil that he might not have this rule and reign in our lives any longer. We saw it. The fact is, is that all of us are sinners. We all, by our own will, we chose to go against God, didn't we? We chose that. And all of us, the wages for our sin is death. All of us. It's no different for the Lord Jesus Christ. He came, he bore that weight of the sin, and he died a human death. It was no different. That is the payment for sin. God must pay, judge this sin. But for all of us, 
the Lord Jesus Christ came. The Lord Jesus Christ came down from heaven. The Lord Jesus Christ humbled himself, and he died for you and for me. He did. It's truth. We can believe God's word. We can believe all that he has said. It's true. He's done all of this for you and for me, for this purpose. And now, all that we have to do is by faith accept him as our Savior. For whosoever, whosoever calleth upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You shall be. It's no, there's no if, ands, or buts about it. You shall be saved. This message is for you and for us who, who know God, for us who have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ's gift of salvation to us. Are you considering God's purpose in your life? God does not desire for us to be used of Satan in our lives. He does not desire for us to be a pawn of Satan to ruin and destroy this world and all that is good and all that is right. God desires for us not to be used as an instrument of unrighteousness, but for us to be used as an instrument of righteousness. Do you know what happens when we accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior? We then become the righteousness of God. Through the Lord Jesus Christ, we receive his righteousness because of what he's done for us. We accept his payment for our sin. And he comes to live and dwell inside of us. And then he's able to use us as an instrument of righteousness. That's God's purpose for our life. Do you know that that's what God desires all of us in this time that we are considering what the Lord wants to do in our lives next year? It's plain and simple here. His purpose is that we might be used as an instrument of righteousness for him and for his glory. That we wouldn't be used by Satan, one of those little sins we think are harmless, to be ruining and destroying lives. He desires to use us as an instrument of righteousness. I know so oftentimes in my own life, it's so easy to forget that, isn't it? Like we were talking about earlier, Darrell was saying, we go through the motions. We let little things come into our lives. And before we know it, I know in my own life, we've lost God's purpose for our lives. We've lost what he wanted to do in our lives. We once had a desire to serve God. We once had a desire to be used of him for his glory and for his honor. But we forgot all about him. And we let Satan sneak in. We let him say, here, why don't you do this? It'll be good. It'll be fun. We'll do this. And we forgot all that God wants to do in our lives. He wants to use us as an instrument of righteousness. And again, for you, if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ this morning, this message is for you as well. Christ came to die for you. What will you do with this? Will you accept it? Will you accept the life that he wants to give? I can testify that it is a life of pleasure. It is a life of joy. It is a life of blessing. Living for the Lord Jesus Christ and for what he wants to do in your life. He will not lead you down a road that is, is going to ruin and destroy your life. He wants to bless you. 
He wants to show you that his purpose for your life is good and only good. He wants to do that in your life. But will you let him this morning? Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity to hear from your word. Lord, we thank you for its truth. Lord, we thank you for the fact that we can know what you've done for us, Lord. Help us not to forget your goodness. Help us not to forget all that you've come to do, Lord. You, you showed us your love when you sent the Lord Jesus Christ to die for us. Lord, you're so good to us. Help us to be used of you and not of Satan in this new year. Help us to be used for your glory and for your honor. And we pray that you would be with us as we go. Lord, we pray if there is one that does not know you. Oh, Lord, today is the day. Now is the time. There is no better time than right now for you to convict, for you to work in a heart and a life that needs you. Oh, Lord, they will not regret it. Help them to feel the, your presence with them, that you want to work in their lives. You want to bless them. We pray that they would see their need of you and that you would show them that they will not regret it, Lord. We pray that you would be honored and glorified through all that is done. In the Lord Jesus' name we pray. Amen. How deep the Father's love for us. How vast beyond all measure that he would give his only son to make a wretch his treasure. How great the pain of searing loss. The Father turns his face away as wounds which mar the chosen one bring many sons to glory. Behold the man upon the cross. My sin upon his shoulders, a shame.